What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Got a question for you. Tired of not having good swag? Tired of your wardrobe looking bland? Need some heat when you hit the streets? I got that solution. Mmm. That aggressive M. Clean circle. The circle, if you will. You can always go to lsmclean.com. There's a link right there to my store. Mmm. Laced. Or you can always go to at McLean underscore circle on IG. <clears throat> Laced. Do yourself a favor. Go to the circle. Get this heat. And I'm going to do you a favor. Use code Let'sy to check out. And I'm going to say you some cheese. Because that's how I do. The circle. Join it. See you there. Let's get started with this podcast. Ayo, hey, it's podcast time. <laughs> Let's do it. Boom, we're on this thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it is go time, ladies and gentlemen. Your boy LS, aka Bro Rogan. Uh, I am back with yet another podcast with yet another amazing guest with yet another powerful young woman uh that moves mountains both socially and physically um this one's super near and dear to my heart because she's one of mine um that's as as male chauvinistic as i could be i'm claiming her already um (laughs) she's one of mine um a super hard worker. Some people could call her up and comer. If you're me, you already knew she had it beforehand. So it's not like she's coming from anywhere. She's killing it. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, all the dudes want to be with her. All the girls want to be her. <laughs> Ladies and don't gentlemen, say that. welcome Jasmine. <laughs> Thank you for being on this, man. I appreciate you for being on this. Um, so now that we got the intro out of the way, now we got formalities out of the way, let's get to the, the thick of things. For those people in this world that we live in that live on a rock that don't know who you are, give us a quick rundown of who you are. So I'm Jazz. You already know that. I am a proud Mexican being. I stand up for the flag. Um, I'm really, really just a counseling student. want to make a difference in the world any way I can. Uh, want to do counseling with addictions or just like foster care. I'm sorting all that out. Got into yeah. powerlifting because I never got to do it. So finally, I have a chance to do it. I wasn't scared. I had help. And now I'm here. And so I want to make the best out of it. Trying to grow a little community here in San Antonio and in Texas, pretty much just through um, me and my roommates and best friends business, um, HCPL, which is Honorable Community Powerlifting. We just want to like connect a bunch of people together. Uh, the more people you talk to, the more you realize that they feel like they can't talk to anybody. So I would just like to feel that everybody's open to talk to me about whatever they need and just help as many people as I can. Facts. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, so your journey into powerlifting is, um, I mean, everyone has like a different journey that like leads them into the whole lifting thing. Um, what, like really, what was your journey to here? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that you played sports. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you're pretty athletic. So, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you have an athletic background. And it's weird because I'm leading. I already know. the. I already know. But, you know, those people out there, they don't know. Um, kind of give people like a, 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 
I guess your your come up, like how you came to become the lifter that you are presently? Well, it is quite a journey. Yeah, I started in high school pretty much with track and volleyball. Those are my two loves. Volleyball was the first one. It's pretty crazy. I got injured more in volleyball than I do now in powerlifting, but you would think it's the other way around. Uh, volleyball, I got to play in college for two years. I got to coach for like two and a half years. So I was on a traveling club team, coaching girls all over Texas. Uh, once I kind of got that out of the way, I was just doing the whole, I wanted to do the whole bodybuilding thing. I wanted to do the whole like shows, the bikini or the figure, anything. Um, I was out in Houston at the time. I was in a clinical psych PhD program. And I think all of that pretty much hit me pretty hard. Like all mm -hmm. the stress, being away from home, culture shock, all that stuff. Uh, even though it was an HBCU, like I had a lot of fun. It was great. Right. I just, I didn't know how to handle so much stress, I guess. Like the whole PhD program, all that stuff going down. There was not that good stuff going down in the program itself. Right. So uh, I, I got pretty hit hard with like I was like drinking a lot I was eating like really bad I had like a slight binge eating disorder I even caught myself to the point where I was like in a trigger warning I was just trying to make myself like throw up or like yeah. work all the calories off like it was just not very healthy so um I also discovered that like the clinical psych route wasn't really what I wanted to do it wasn't just talking to people it was more like testing and right I wasn't really getting to the 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 butter of everything right. so I figured counseling would be better because you just talk to people you're not they're just trying to test them um so I got into the program here at UTSA um I dabbled a little bit with the powerlifting like trying to get on the team out mm -hmm. at the HBCU and Prairie View uh but when I came to San Antonio UTSA is very well known for powerlifting thanks to all the wonderful individuals that came through the school um I know I met Ashton here and I met a lot of other people here that kind of introduced me to powerlifting uh, Santiago Ramirez, Frida, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of people at TSS that I train with all the time. And they kind of like, were like, just try it, go ahead, try it. They talked to me about the federations. Um, they kind of told me, okay, you want to, if you want to do the, the tested, you have to go through USAPL. So I really didn't know anything. And right. I was just at the wreck trying to lift as much as I could with the worst form, with like, <laughs> no program. I was just going hard every day. I didn't know what fatigue management was like more rest is better. Like I didn't know any of that. I was just going right. ham. So uh, then I stumbled across a coach uh, was with him for a couple of months and then didn't work out. And then I got with you in July. That's crazy. I got with you in July. And I think what caught my eye was that you were just super laid back and cool. And you had already two IPF world titles. I was like, who better to get? So yeah, yep. I appreciate it. Hey, man, let's be let's be clear. Everyone listening, everyone watching, just because your coach got a little bit of shine, don't make them a good coach. <laughs> I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put that on record. I don't know where the record is. We'll pretend like this is the record, but yeah, just because you have a coach that has you know some success on the platform does not a successful coach make. So I mean, I mean, I'm call it. I'm gonna call it how I call it. I mean, not to not to cut you off, but that's that's a that's the thing that I've noticed, man. A lot of people that get a meter two under the belt, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to coach. Nah, son, that's not the that's not the that's not the move. Um, and a lot of people they 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 look for a coach. Don't ne don't necessarily look for a coach just because they have success. You want to you know you want to look for a coach that you know that's working, you know that's constantly working to get. Even if they are a good lifter, that's I mean, no knock on those that are, but 
just because they're good on the platform doesn't necessarily they're meet they're 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 good with the with the programming. So try to find a coach that works just as hard on both ends, more so harder on the programming end than they do the platform side. Um, because it's gonna prove very beneficial in the long run. Um, secondly, um I, I will definitely say, you know, I mean, I mean, because obviously I was there. Um, the cool thing about, you know, and again, for you coaches, this is a, a cool thing that, that I can point out as far as jazz goes. Jazz is um, she's a unique, unique athlete in that. I mean, you get a lot of athletes don't don't necessarily know what they want, but they understand the direction that they want to go. Um, and she was one of those unique ones that she she kind of had an idea where she wanted to go, but, you know, just needed a guide as to how to get to where she wants to go. Um, and I, I think you know, a lot of coaches, especially at this level, you know, if you have the opportunity, if you are blessed enough to be able to be selective in terms of the people that you take on, the type of people that you want to take on are obviously those people that represent what you represent as much as possible. But at the same time, those type of people that are, you know, good individuals that have a, you know, have an idea of the direction they want to go and, or, you know, look for your guidance and help to get to that, you know, get at least headed in the right direction. Now, not necessarily, not necessarily saying that you have the map to get there, but, you know, if you're able to take those steps with them to get there, I mean, that's, that's even sweeter. Um, and so I think for me, it's, it, it's always been really cool just because dealing with you, it's, it's like, you know, while I've been to the mountaintop and I, you know, I know what it takes to get there, but it's also super sweet to take that journey with you. Cause I'm like, you know what, man, we'll put one foot in front of the other. You know I'm saying we're not looking past anything. Let's enjoy it because I know what it was like when I did it. You know what I mean? So again, mm -hmm. um, I would definitely suggest, you know, that it, you know, both lifter and coach, when you're trying to find that lifter, when you're trying to find that coach, find somebody that reciprocates the passion that you have towards, you know, the, the perfection that you're pursuing, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, you know, like, I, I feel like, you know, jazz is, is one of many that, that I've been blessed to have that definitely reflect, you reflect exactly what I'm trying to do in terms of get better, become a better version of yourself and as bring as many people with you as possible. Um, do you, and this is, I guess this leads into the next question because I got all of them. Um, <laughs> do you feel like that, that want and desire to help other people? Is that just something that's just like this, this innate thing that you've always had, or is this something that just kind of started to develop over the years? I think it really started when I felt like I started, how do I, how do I say it? And it's super blessed that this happens, yeah. but like since high school sports, like, okay, to put it to you this way, I remember one of my first days at UTSA, the rec at the, at the gym, there was like two or three females that came up to me and San Antonio is not that far from my hometown. So yeah. they came up to me and they were like, are you Jasmine? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, didn't you play volleyball at such and such high school? You were this number. Like, I always loved going to your games and like watching you. And I was like, do you like, did we ever talk? Like, I don't remember being friends with you. Like, not in a bad way. Yeah. But they're like, no, we would just hear about you. We saw you one time and we just kept going back to see you. And I was like, that's freaking crazy. Like, yeah. I remember when they told me that I started crying. I was like, are you serious? And you still remember till this day. They're like, yeah, like we would go to your games. We wouldn't even talk to you. We would just go to watch you yeah. and then we would leave. And it still happens like with powerlifting. And I'm that's super like, that's blessed. I don't, I don't know where it came from or where what, but I think I just have to since since seeing that since high school like you know 
constantly being told that or like having people come to me just for like support I just kind of took it upon myself to like try and be that person to just put on a good example or like help others or just like be there a lot of people are like now asking me you know what was it like your first meet and like what does it feel like and how do you deal with this and how do you deal with that or hey I'm having a rough day like they'll just come randomly you know and it's it's just it's happened so much that I have to really take that into consideration be really mindful of that and just like try and give back as much as I can. I mean, we're all human. We have our days. There's days where I'm not nice. the best. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this today. Like I get really overwhelmed, but it's really, it's something that feels really nice to have. Like, I feel really blessed that people feel comfortable enough and they feel like they can come to me for things. I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, no, you, you touched on a lot of things. Um, I, I do. Okay. <laughs> I got I so many. I literally <laughs> so just bad. as you no really as you talk, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I could just like I, I literally formulate my questions just based off of it's way easier just to be conversational. Um, so you know, you talk about, you know, hitting those points, you know, in, in life where you just feel like, yo, it's too much. I just, you know, I need a break from it. Um, how how important has it been for you just up to this point? You know, what I mean, you're a youngster or whatever, but how important has it been for you? up to this point in protecting your peace in terms of just life in general, because you have a lot on your plate. Um, and, you know, a, a thing that, that I am hearing is like you, you, there's a point of, of self realization, like, you know what, this is too much for me at this particular point in time. I need to remove myself from the situation in order to, you know, to get my head screwed on straight. Um, number one, how, how, you know, how important is it to you to protect your peace? And at the same time, what are some things that you do, um, personally that, that you use you know, to, to protect your peace? So it's super important. It's super important. If you let too much, let's say you let too many waves get in your boat, you're going to sink. Facts. So I think I've just tried to be, and I'm super lucky because I'm in the counseling program. You learn all this stuff. Right. I think I've just learned how to, you know, and it sounds weird to say, but detach, you know, like it's, it's your problem. You know, yeah. I'm here to help. I can I can help you and I can be by your side, but I can't fix it for you. Okay. So that's kind of the the approach I take. And I just try and be supportive. And if I see something that contradicts what they're saying, I'll go ahead and point that out. If I don't get the right response or like I get a negative response, I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm just trying to help. And right. uh, protecting my peace to me means just like, I, th- I always think of it like I can't pour from a cup that's empty. And nice. if I try to do that, I'll, you know, just, I'll, I'll be giving you just like not what you need you don't yeah I, I just wouldn't serve you and then I can't serve myself and so things I do to just refill my own cup is I love being outside I love being in the sun I love just taking time to just go places see different cities go to the beach is like my number one thing which I'm so excited that Nats is at Daytona Beach like after yeah. my last deadlift you're gonna catch me at the beach I'm not gonna be nowhere near nobody else um I do that I like to go and see my family yeah uh since I moved away, I haven't lived at home for like three, three years now. So um, I like to go see them. I like to escape to go see them. And it helps that my brother just had a baby. So now I'm yeah. like occupied with that. I'm going to go see him and um, hold his little creature. And um, that's one way I refill my cup is family. Another thing is just traveling. Um, something that I do so only, I just like to just take a hot bath, do skincare, like just watch my favorite shows. I munch yeah. on like all the snacks. I love Reese's Pieces, so I just munch on snacks. I try and just like 
chill myself out and nice. like I said, detach and then come back later. That's what's up. Just that prioritizing your time and your emotional your emotional investment. Um I'm with that. I uh, I think one of the cool things, and it, <laughs> this is cool. I, I like talking about this because this is something that's super near and dear to me. Just because, like people, like my 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 close friends, the people that know me that have grown up with me, they know that I pretty much have two families. I have my black family, whatever, whatever, and then I have my my next door neighbors, down the street neighbors, uh, my family, those my my second family, and they're Mexican. And growing <laughs> up, growing up, you know, you 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 grow up with this, you know. You know, my dad, my dad's part Native American. So you grow up with this, this pride of this black pride, this, you know, this Cherokee pride. But then, you know, you you learn, you know, about Mexican culture, about Latino culture. And you just, you, you know, you fall in love with a whole different culture, a whole different type of culture that you're not necessarily used to. But it kind of, you know, it, it's kind of a cool thing in that, you know, at the root of it, um, you know, black culture, African-American culture, you know, it, it all stems from like tribal culture. Um, same thing with Native American, and I mean, if you if you dig deep enough, you realize that Mexican culture comes from the same thing, and so oh, yeah. there's this this deep root of a family and and honor, um, and you know, just you know, it's just it's just weird, just community, um, and so one of the cool things, you know, like being around you, especially like you know, here lately, a lot of what you do reminds me of my second sisters. They remind me of my second cousins. They remind <laughs> me of like my whole second family because there's a there's a there's such a a, a big swelling. Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's a it's like it's like a big swelling aura about you that that screams Mexican pride, right? And I can I can I can one hundred percent tell you that is one of my favorite things about you obviously as a coach um is the pride that you have and it's not just obviously the pride itself is one thing but the the pride in one's culture is such a huge thing um and you know people that people that are like i grew up in west texas you know what i mean and so in west texas man there's there's a there's a, a high you know especially mexican population and there's this pride that you have and there's all these quinces that they have and there's all these, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all these dinners that you get to go to and you know what I mean? And if you're lucky, you get invited to be a date at the quince. It's like, oh my God, I, you know, and it's like, you know, mariachi and all these things like that people will never have an opportunity to experience that come directly from, you know, Mexican culture um, that, you know, it, it sucks because it, even though I live so close to San Antonio, I don't get a chance to experience it so much like I did when I was home. Um, and so oh. a lot of that, you know, a lot of that that you do, it, shout out to Sean because I keep telling him um, to, I need him to play, <laughs> uh, but he's in a mariachi band. He, I, I, I keep telling him I need you. I got to tell him I can sing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can't sing. I can't sing. Listen, I, <laughs> I will, let me put you on to something even crazier. Our across the street neighbors, they had a Tejano band. And so when me and my sister were younger, we used to go next door. We used to sing. We used to sing for them. Uh, oh, and they would do. They would teach us the songs, and the guy was teaching me how to play bass and play guitar. And I mean, oh. it's just yeah, man. So you you know, like where where I live, where I'm from, there's such a a such a huge huge influence of of Mexican you know culture that you know it's when you're not around it, you miss it. You know, when I lived in different places all over the U S I missed, I missed a lot of that. Um, and so being around you and just seeing that pride that you have, it reminds me so much of home and, and how the people, the people are where I'm from that 
that pride, man. I want to I want to talk about that, man, because again, um, mm-hmm. it's 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 not like it's a super unique thing that no one else has, man. But you know, you you know, the cool thing is like you know you you are like literally half a shade away from just going out of your way to let people know, hey, Mexican pride, and I love that. I that's one of my favorite things about you. Where you know. And, and I mean that in the nice way because you, you're not overboard with it. But it's like, if you weren't that way, I don't know that I would see you the same, to be 100 mm-hmm. with you. So I think it's it's such, it's a, for me, it's a real cool thing watching. Um, where did that Mexican pride, I mean, I, I know where it comes from, but, you know, what, like, what is it in you? It's just, it just, you know, like, I, it's hard to explain because I, I know how I feel in terms of being a black man. I know that pride that I feel. And, you know, and I'm willing to tell any and everybody about it, but like, is, is there just, you know, what is, I guess I, I mean, what, it sounds so corny, but where does that come from? You know, like just that pride. I think it's just the stigma. It's the stigma that it still kind of exists, not really, but more than, more than ever now, I guess now that like my page is coming across other people, uh, since that page came up with Latina lifters, like they are they've been the most amazing absolutely man all the the females the women that followed me they always are constantly like you inspire me so much and this and that and i really feel like it has to do with like the root of like mexican women are not supposed to be in the gym like they're not supposed to be my grandma my grandma my mom my aunt they're like wow that looks dangerous why are you doing it or no like lifting weights is not good for you it's still I hate to say it, it's still ingrained. And so yeah. I, I've i always been the only athletic one in my family. Right. Swear to God, the only one. Everybody else, my cousin's in med school, my brother's in the army. Every other female doesn't really do any sports, athletics, right. they don't work out. The most they do is run. So I'm really the only one that puts myself out there like that. Right. I'm also the only one that's ever done anything with mental health. Right. So it's just, it's just always like, I wanna be different. I wanna just be out there. And I just think that the stigma of like women are not, especially, you know, Mexican women, they're not really typically seen that way. It's not mm-hmm. popular in Mexico. It's not popular anywhere else. Absolutely. I know a few people who power lift in Mexico, but it's not as big as it is here and it's not yeah. as normal. So I think just putting it out there, like it's okay to be Mexican, a female mm-hmm. and power lift. It's Absolutely. totally okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I can say from my own personal experience, you know, since, you know, Actually, really, since adding you, not necessarily to my circle, but really just actually having you in my life and, and people realizing, like, oh, like, he coaches her, you know, like, you know, we we damn near talk on a daily basis in some form or fashion. Um, I've gotten a lot of, you know, Latinas that reach out, you know, just, just, just being nice, being sweet, you know, like, you're doing a great job, you know, it looks like you care, uh, you know, and it's weird because, like, my last, I'm not, like, my last, like, five, six, you know, women that I've, I've, I've added, they've all been Latina and, you know, it's, wow. it's, it's different, you know, because I mean, I think I'm able to, I, I don't, and again, this is just me just because of the way I grew up. Um, for me, it just reminds me a lot of home, uh, in, in that, you know, um, women in general, you know, programming for women and coaching women in general, that being able to listen first before, you know, before you program, that helps a lot. Um, you know, and if you, you know, if you grew up, you know, with <laughs> I have four, four Latina sisters, you learn early, like, hey, bro, shut up, listen. They'll tell you what you want or what they want, rather, 
and then you can work around that. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, that's, yeah, that's, you, you know, you know, our blood run hot. So you can't, yeah, bro, it. like with, with <laughs> zero to 100 so fast, you know what I mean? But then I, like my, my, my papa, those, he, he put it this way. And I, I was actually talking to one of my cheerleaders. I, uh, uh, shout out Julie. Uh, one of my Latinas uh, on my my cheer squad. I was like, you know, she said the thing. She goes, bro, you know, we get we get mad so fast. I'm like, yeah, but I just I didn't understand until <laughs> my my papa those he put it in the the most plain, most beautiful, eloquent way, and it made so much sense to me. He's like, well, because I used to have I used to date nothing but Latinas. Like that's all what is Latina, Latina. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Like that was my absolute downfall, and like, I'm like, bro, but I, I like, we make it like three months, then they start yelling at me. I don't know what I do wrong. He's like, <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm gonna ask you this. He goes, I want you to be honest. He's like, do you do everything she asks you to do? I'm like, pretty much, damn near. He's like, you can't. I'm like, okay. He's like, but when she gets mad, what do you do? I'm like, I mean, I kind of take it for a little bit, and I'm like, hey, you gotta chill out. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. He's like, here's the next question. She's like, is she a daddy's girl? I'm like. They've all been daddy girls. Like, there you go. What's up, guys? Thank you guys so much for listening or watching this podcast, depending on what form of media you're using. Number one thing I want to let you guys know about, I need you guys to go check out Bear Performance Nutrition, one of the greatest, best-tasting supplements out there. And rule number one, they're very, very, very clean. So if you're an athlete, get tested, guess what? VPN is what you need to use. Now, you can either go to bearperformancenutrition.com to check them out and or you can go to IG and go to at VPN subs or if you just don't want to do any of that and you want to just find an easier way to go to that, well, I got it. You can always go to lsmcclain.com and there's a link on the page that you can get to Bear Performance Nutrition. Now, at checkout, I need you to use this code. Use the code Let's Eat, and you'll save at the end of checkout. Thank you guys very much. Let's get back to the show. He's like, the, the bigger the daddy's girl, the hotter the blood's going to run. I'm like, for real? He's like, absolutely. And I really never paid attention to it. You know, he's like, that's the, he's like, for him, he goes, that's his stereotype. He goes, I never say no to my girls. I never say no to them. Four of them, right? He, I never say no to them. And so when they don't get their way, that guy's got to pay for it. I'm like, for real? So this whole time, this no joke, from that point on, I was like, all right, cool. You know, I was like, so are you and your dad really close? Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> like, I just, bro, That's I just know for me, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to have to pass. But I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's funny saying it now thinking, you know, look, looking back on it, man. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, that's like one of the biggest stereotypes, you know, uh, that, that that's out there that it like, it's like, I want to say like eight out of 10 true, like the, the one thing that Latinas do run hot quick but they love hard so it's like i mean you get you know what i'm saying i mean and, and again i i can i can i can really liken that to to women in general a woman a woman will tear your head off bro but they you like women just love so much harder than dudes so like if you don't if you don't get it right it's about to be a wrap for somebody so like i <laughs> i i i feel that um but i just man i i just never I never, I still to this day, I don't get it right. I'm like, listen, man, I'm messing up. I know I'm gonna get yelled at, so I'm just gonna shut up, pretend like, yo, it was, it wasn't my fault, but it was my fault. So, um, 
She'll be fine. Just leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, man. Just leave her alone. You know what I mean? But then this is the thing, though, because like, hey, leave me alone. And then you leave him alone, and then you get in trouble because you left him alone. You it was too I'm long. Saying? You left him alone yeah, too long. Yeah, bro. Like, it, listen, <laughs> here's the here's this this God's truth 100. I am not a mind reader. You tell me to leave you alone, I'm gonna take it at face value. Like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna make it then. I'm gonna see you when I see you. And I'll just get up, <laughs> get in a whip, and I'll just drive off for an hour or two, whatever, go to the gym, whatever. I'll come with back. Nerly, with Nerly. Yeah, man. Drive off with Nerly. Yeah, dude, I'll drive off with the, with the pups. I'm like, all right, man, listen, I'm good. I'll come back, still mad. I'm like, what did I do? So I'm like, you know what? I, I give up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, that, that was one of the, the, one of the coolest things, man, that, that I've noticed is like, you have so much pride and a lot of that pride, you know, of course, you know, is based off obviously your, your personality and everything. It bleeds just to, to so many different people. And I think the coolest thing I've been seeing here lately, you know, and maybe I just noticed more because like I have you around is, you know, just that pride. I mean, I honestly have not seen that display of, of, of Mexican pride in so long, again, since I've been home. Um, and it's just, dude, it, it makes me feel so good because I'm like, all right, cool. Like, everybody's showing this pride. Everyone's showing, like, hey, you know, this is where I'm from, you know. Um, you know, like, you always got the your Mexican flag, like, ready to rock at all times. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I rock with that, man. And, again, I uh, I don't know, man. I, got, I get lucky, dude, because I really have some of the dopest people. And don't get me wrong, you guys are strong, but, I mean, I have, I think, some of the best personalities that a coach can have. So I'm able to kind of, you know, draw inspiration from all you dudes. Um, I think the the <laughs> the cool thing that, that I've noticed with you, because, I mean, not everyone's had the same journey, of course. Um, everyone's journey has been different, you know, and, you know, everyone battles with their own battles. Um, you know, um, a, a, a big thing I think that, that attracts people to you is your self-esteem. And, you know, um, and just, you know, how it, how you, you're, you're very self-aware, you know what I mean? And your self-esteem, you know, you have a, a high self-esteem, you know, and, you know, I believe you have a, a respectful and respected view of yourself, um, which obviously leads to an even stronger self-esteem. But um, is, is that something that just has always been such a strong point with you is your self-esteem? Or is that something that you've had to battle with, uh, you know, working on self-esteem and, and, or as you've grown, it's, it's gotten stronger? Well, I think I had poor self-esteem before I started powerlifting. Once I started it, and once I started, like, getting the hang of it, I think yeah. I gained so much confidence and right. just, like, just, like, I used to be ashamed. So I'll tell you, like, I used to weigh, like, 130-something, which to me is not normal because I'm already built pretty hefty. Like, I'm built pretty big. So, like, to make myself go down that much in weight was just wild. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't as confident, even though like I, you could have said I was, I wasn't right. as confident as I am now. Like I like showing off my triceps. I like showing off these dotes. Like, oh, we know. I size, I size up with the dudes in the gym. I'm like, who's bigger? Like, <laughs> I just got so much more confident doing this. You know, right. like I just think it's really some type of part of me that is just like, well, I'll never know if I don't try. So might as well Absolutely. just try it. Absolutely. Um. So uh, it it. Then I mean, I can attest to that, man, because I think because of powerlifting is one of those things, like regardless of how successful you are, maybe on the platform training, there's so much carryover from training in that you're constantly pushing yourself for more, 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 more. Right. And bigger, then, better goals. Absolutely. And so in order to get to that next level, you have to push yourself beyond that, that comfortable point. So you do it over and over and over. 
and I feel like much like mm-hmm. the micro tears that you put in your muscles, the micro tears you put in your body in order to rebuild itself, those are the same micro tears that you have to put in your mind to rebuild your mind. So, like, you know what? I'm not very confident in the fact that, like, I got to squat 405. What? Man, that's – I've never done that before. That's more than double my body weight. Yeah, but you got to like, do like that, Like that 430 deadlift this last meet? I was like, I've never done that before. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but it's like, you know, but and I think – with powerlifting is one of those things, especially, and again, this is leaning back into the whole coaching thing. Um, and please believe I'm not plugging. I'm just saying you have to have, for me, at least with my coaches, I have to feel like they believe in me just as much as I believe in myself. And if there ever Mm -hmm. is a point where I don't believe myself, guess what fool, you got to pick me up. Um, and so I feel like that's such a, that's of such paramount importance in terms of being a coach, a lot of, like a lot of people call themselves a coach, but there's come times that you're not just coach, you got to be counselor. And if you can't be counselor, sometimes you just got to be pops. If you can't be pops, sometimes you got to be moms. Like sometimes you got to be all of the above. You know, you got to be sometimes what your lifter needs, um, you know, uh, and not necessarily wants. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of times that confidence that you exude, that confidence that you have in your lifter, that confidence you have in that other person, it, it bleeds over into them. And so I feel like a lot of times with powerlifting, confidence grows because confidence is given. Um, mm-hmm. Confidence grows because confidence is tested on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, I, I like to think, I mean, for me, it's, 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 it's dope watching you guys because I know that if you do get your PR, whatever it may be that day, I know that was not only a physical, but a mental PR. Because I know somebody doubted some, something at some point, like, ooh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited about this, but man, I don't know. And so, yeah. you know, even even though you can be 100% confident, there's always that little bit of doubt, like, oh, wait a minute, man, this is heavier than I thought. So it's always exciting to kind of watch, you know, the heavier the weight gets, the more swag people tend to get. And, you know, I mean, my goal, obviously, is to have, you know, the most confident, biggest-headed people walking in the freaking platform, <laughs> you know, that are able to humble themselves and go out and just destroy everything in their path. Um but I, I've noticed, you know, just how I don't even I don't really know, like, because I know it's not me, dog, because I'm just there. Um, I noticed now, you know, your approach to heavier weight is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is a good thing. You know, um, the techniques, it's getting better with the heavier weight, which is, you know, something that we we, we work on and everything. And, and I think more than anything is you have a, you know, your your commitment to self is is a little bit heavier than it was say you know four months ago six months ago um like obviously that's you know that's not solely attributed to you know just confidence man but you know when when was it that the switch kind of turned on like you know what man i do this i can really do this after the first meet that that was like after the first meet after the first meet i was like okay we got this Uh aha okay and so now, like, I mean, shit, fast forward, bro. Like, you know, we knocked the first me out, got the second one out the way, we qualified for Nats, getting ready for Nats now. Um, like what what are you looking forward to the most as far as going to Nats? I think really just like having the most fun I can have and not being as nervous as I was this past me. I was still nervous. I just don't want to be nervous. I wanna be calm but happy and just have fun yeah. and just lift some fucking weight like just Absolutely. lift some weight <laughs> I ah uh, man I yeah I'm about that 
I'm about that. I'm excited. Like I was talking to Derek about it the other day. He's like, bro, this is gonna be a fun meet. I'm like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I don't even know, man. Um, I'm not even thinking about how many people are in my class, even though it's gonna be crazy stacked. I'm just, I just want to meet everybody. I want to do as best as I can, compete with myself, and just do. It's my first nats. I want to have fun. I want to make it memorable in a good way. Yeah, man. I feel like it's going to be. It's going to be more than memorable. I think you're gonna have the time of your life. Um, you know. I don't know how much the fam's gonna try to come, but that I mean that's me. I mean I know a lot of them are gonna try to come. I'm like, man, I don't know where we're gonna put y'all, but you know we'll figure it out. It's, it's the cult, you know. We gotta bring the yeah, cult. Yeah, man. Like I just, you know, what's you know what's that been like? I mean, cause like again, <laughs> what's it like? You know, like because I mean I remember I I, I think when when you first started, I was like, listen, man, you got we got like a full support team, like it ain't no joke. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think. I think the funny thing is, I think you thought I was like kind of joking about it, you know, like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, for real though, like. No, I felt like I had family. an entourage. Yeah, like, we got a family <laughs> here, man. Like, I mean, how's that being being a part of the fam like this? Because, like, I honestly, I I don't know how people feel about it, because it was it, you know, it was something that I set out to do, but I didn't really know if it was gonna work. I mean, come on, man, like, you can't get these all these people to do, you know, to to really buy in. But it's like it's like a for real team, like a family. Um. How how is that? Like I don't even. It's been great. It's yeah. been great. And like I really don't know how comfortable I would have felt if it was just like I feel like I'm not alone. All of us are getting tortured by you. Oh my <laughs> god, calm down. It's not even that bad, dude. Like I. <laughs> no, there's, I'm there's joking. really only one right now. Scarface is the only one that's really going through hell. It's because he, <laughs> yeah. he's but he asked for it. Shout out Andrew. Uh, like. <laughs> He asked for it. He asked. He wanted to go up weight classes, and he wanted more hypertrophy in his block. I'm like, all right, dog. You want to die? That's on you. And you want to try to put on weight? <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, he's the no, only one we're not, I we're not getting tortured. Oh, he is. I guarantee you, I am putting him through the ringer. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, in my bodybuilding people, but they're asking for it, too. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, like... I mean that's 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 really it. The rest of y'all, man, y'all got smooth sailing, man. Y'all are powerlifters. Y'all don't even have to do. Y'all do anything. It's it's so much fun. Like I just I feel like it really just connects. Every everybody just connects. Right. There's no one that feels like oddball out. Like yeah, it, that's really the blessing. Like I don't feel like I'm oddball out, even though right. I don't train with y'all every day. Like yeah. Now I have Tristan there at TSS. We still roll up to SB whenever we can. Yeah. The strength built. Like, it doesn't feel awkward at all. It feels like I can count on anybody. I honestly feel like if anything happened to me, I could count on any single one of y'all to, like, back yeah. me up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, you're going to get... Oh, it's crazy because you, you're about to get the invite, man. Like, so... Because, <laughs> like, you've never been in a pit. I don't like that laugh. I don't like, like that laugh. You, 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 you get the pit invite because, like, once we get, like... When April hits, it's it's like a bit of a game change. Like the gears kind of change, and so you start getting the pit invites, man. Like you know, and for those people that don't know the pit, the pit's my garage. Um, it's my it's my it's my mad lab. Um, it was it was open to 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 a select few during the uh, they were on my only my people really. pandemic during the pandemic, <laughs> but then like once the pandemic, you know, shut it down and, and people started uh, opening, you know, opening back up gyms and stuff, I made the pit invite only. And like, so <laughs> it's gotta be, in order to get into the pit, like you gotta be invited. So I'm like, hey man, can I swing by? Like, nah, bro. 
like <laughs> it's closed. Hey, it's closed. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, you know, it's my lab. It's, it's where I, I think of all the new stuff I want people to do. Um, it's where, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I literally, I will, I will, I'll watch TV while thinking of like different programs, like just all kind of stuff, um, all happens there. And so jazz is, you know, she's going to get her first invite, you know what I'm saying? Since you qualify mm. for Nats, it's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, <laughs> It really, the big thing with the pit is it's it's only open, you know what I'm saying, when it's over, it's got to be over 90 degrees. Like, you got to be able to sweat. You got to be like, you feel like you're almost a hell. Man, um, we, we both were raised in Texas. We know yo, what that is. We, it average, <laughs> like, man, there was a couple of times it was like 120 in there and people were like, hey, man, I'm feeling a little light here. Like, hey, well, you better go home because we didn't stop <laughs> Oh, um, drink some water. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's it's a, it's it's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get dirty. It's gonna get dank. Here's the cool thing, man. Um, for those people that they do follow the Twitch and everything, like we, we're gonna live stream some of those. So you guys will get a chance to kind of you know see us go in. You're just gonna see and die. Yeah, <laughs> damn, they're dying or whatever, man. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna try to get with Virus to get us some cool stuff for the pit. Um, to see if we can <laughs> you know have some training stuff. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I um. I'm excited about that. I'm excited, like, you know, because your 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 numbers are growing the way they're growing. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, the sky's the limit, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I think that that's made me happy having you around has been your ability to just like, I mean, not only I mean you trust me, but like when I ask you to slow down, you'll slow down. And mm-hmm. I I think as a coach, that's one of the the most amazing things when you have an athlete that that is of your caliber, that is like Derek, you know. Um, you know, you know, cusp of or right at world class level, that that are willing like, all right, I need to hit the brakes. All right, cool, I hit the brakes. Um, yeah, because there's it's about, a time I mean, and a place always. Yeah, man, you know, I mean, and for some people, some people don't really believe in the longevity thing. Um, for me, I I'm a big believer in longevity, but not necessarily from the perspective of lifting, but of, of life. You don't want to be running your body into a brick wall more times than necessary and not be able to hold your kids later, or you know, God forbid, you know you'll put yourself in a position where you can't have kids or whatever it might be. So for me, my big thing is, I mean, I want you guys to have the time of your life, but not at the expense of your health. Um, and so I'm, I'm a big, I mean, ask Jasmine, she's my witness. I'm like, Hey man, that was good, but hey, we need to take some off or Hey, mm-hmm. on, on a spreadsheet, I'll put in big bold letters. Don't go over. Like just to make sure like, Hey man, or you tell me to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, you need to go to the crib. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, for me, you 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 know, there's so much lifting left in you, and we want to make sure you get to it. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in that. You know what? You may only get 2.5 added to your total, but you do 2.5 every year for 10 years. Yo, that's 25 keys that you just added to your total. 25 keys is a lot to add to a total. Don't matter where you're at. So, I mean, a gain is a gain, regardless if it's a kilo or or, or 10. Um, we just fortunate because we're just adding hella kilos right now and i'm cool with that i'm gonna keep that going um but yeah like so um this this is really something that that i that i like to get into because i just you know i um i don't know man i I just feel like you know it's it's you know it's always a there's always a time and place kind of like you said earlier for for things and for subjects man i you know the the one thing that i'm starting to notice especially with you know especially now um, not not just with Instagram, but with social media, man, is you know you're you're getting a lot of quality people that are lifting, you know what I mean, and they're doing really well. They're moving a lot of weight, and they may not have the traction and or following, um, that other people, you know, the other people have, you know, um, 
do you feel like it's still one of those things where, you know, if, if I show a little bit more skin, I'll get more following. If I show a little bit more skin, I'll get more people to pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, or, you know, do you feel like, you know, these people are coming to see my lifts? Um, is, is, yeah, I guess that's a two part, you know, um, if no, then cool. If yes, like, is, is there some type of pressure? Like, you know what? I want people to see what I'm doing. I want people to recognize my skill, but I don't feel like I can I can do that without showing skin or I don't I don't feel like they're seeing me like they're seeing another girl or, you know, another guy because this guy's left him with a shirt off. Like, do you feel like, you know, it's we're still in that that era where, you know, sexiness sells, sexiness draws eyes? Or is it one of those things like, you know, I think more so now than ever, it's people are paying attention to, you know, to the content that I'm giving rather than how I look. That's a really deep question. Um to kind of put it to where I've, I know, I know Steffi Cohen touches on this a lot and uh, she really inspires a lot of, I guess, women to think about that and other guys too, because it's not just for women, but I personally, um, I don't feel like I'm pressured. I just post what I want. You right. like it, you like it, you don't, you don't, you can get off. I don't care. Right. It's more like um, I just kind of want to post what I do. Sometimes I feel like I post too much, but I mean, I post what I want. And um, if you, you roll with it, you roll with it. If you don't, you don't. That's cool. I mean, right. you can go on about your day. But I don't think I've ever felt pressured to do so. But I do think a lot of people don't have the exposure that they should get because of like what their numbers are, what they do. So that's right. definitely a big thing. I see that a lot. Like a lot of people will just post for what what is what the clout. They'll post for the clout. They'll post just, just to get, you know, reactions and stuff like that. And, um, I really just want to post like what I train and what I do and just my journey. Like I want to be able to have some type of way to document it. So um, that is a really deep question. I have to get into that like later, but personally, I feel like it is still affected in social media and a lot of people are affected by it in social mm -hmm. media. I feel like a lot of people don't get credit and I feel like people get credit who don't necessarily deserve it, oh, but yeah. um, that's everywhere. I just, my stance, I post what I want. You post what you want that's cool. We follow each other. Like we like what we put out there. I think a, a page really per, uh, personifies like a personality in somebody. And if somebody likes that, they'll follow you. So. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm with that. And with that, so we'll take it a step further. So, I mean, since a page does, you know, obviously, you know, uh, represent a person. Do you feel like there's a point right now where people's page are people who really, who they say they are on their page or is their page a persona? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I could say, you know, Jazz lifts and jazz, Jasmine, you guys are the same. One of the same. You're the same person on and off social media. You know what I mean? Like again, that's why I rock with you. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't do fake. But I mm -hmm. I but my my I guess my question is, you know, is are we still in the era where where pages a page a person's a person who they are on the page is more persona than who they are in real life? Um, are we running into more of that, or people are actually who they say they are? Cause I'm running into uh, some, I'm running into some fugazi people, man. I say it. I don't even care. It's my show. Say something. <laughs> it is your show. You can do it and say whatever you want. That's true. Uh, I feel like people. Some I've I've met some people that their page doesn't really give what they are when I meet them in person, right. and I've also met the exact same person that I right. see on their page, and that's why it's so refreshing. Because even though you don't talk to them on a daily basis. You can just go on their page and see what they posted that day or their story. Yeah. And you feel like you had a conversation with them. Yeah. I'm like, they post what they are. And there's people that really don't, 
or if they don't post and they're very private that's just how they are in person like yeah, man. you know what i mean like i know you had you had done the podcast with jordan uh i don't want to pronounce your name wrong but i say jordan oh, yeah jordan. yeah yeah jordan, jordan Patton. yeah uh-huh so she's really quiet and she's really like timid sometimes and you can tell like she'll just post and she'll get off and then she doesn't really post as much she's not like super super interactive yeah. as other people are and i think that really personifies like who she is and then just people don't post because they're so busy. Like, they're just busy, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Personally, I just feel like I've met both sides. And yeah. so I think it does It does still, it still comes across. So who so far has been the dopest person you met? Like, yo, you are exactly like you are in your page. Man, you don't point me out like that. I would have to say you, but you're going to say to pick somebody else. Man, you better pick somebody else. That nah, I think, I think, I think it's, um, really close friend that I made this year is Tess Tessa Willis. Yeah. She's uh, on Instagram. She's Tessa Strength. She really is who she posts. Like she has been the most courageous person. She's helped me through so much, and she really is. She's the one that started Honorable Community Powerlifting, and that to me has been one of the big, greatest impacts. And I've just seen it also, like meeting tons of different people. Like when I was up in Houston last weekend, like a lot of people are just really touched by it. And like I'm just so proud of her for being so brave and courageous to put herself out there yeah. with her own mental health which also kind of inspired a lot of other people to put it out there, especially men, since there's a big stigma there too. So I really feel like I look up to her and her page and what she does all the time. Word up. I honestly, man, I feel ill saying like, I, I haven't really gotten to know test that well, man. Like I always, I don't know why I just, I, <laughs> I feel like I already know her. You know what I mean? That's she's, a, she's an absolute sunflower. No, I mean, like I, I, like if some people you feel like you already know, like I feel like ah, oh, let's sit down and chop it up. You want some coffee? I got some coffee. I don't mm-hmm. even like coffee. You like coffee? Um, okay. Th- I do want to touch on this because you mentioned it. I tell you, I'm just picking them, picking them. So we talked about um, you know, Tess putting her mental health out there. That's what's up. Um, and just how you know, especially with men, you know, and 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 mental health. You know, us not really wanting to put our mental health out there, our mental health issues out there. Um. I think I do want to talk because I actually talked uh, talked uh, to one of my homeboys about this, about, you know, just black men in general and how we don't like talking about mental health. Like we don't like dealing with mental health, um, you know, especially in our communities because it's fused as such a, a point of weakness. Um, you know, um, I do, I do want to touch, you know, the, the, not necessarily Latinas, but I mean, like the, the, I guess the black community in general, Minor- like minorities. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with the men. Um, like I, I just in it from personal experience, man, I, I've seen it, man. You know, um, you know, um, Latino men not necessarily wanting to, you know, show show the vulnerability. Um, you know, um, and again, minority minorities in general, we we tend to be, you know, tougher skin, especially the men. It, it seems to be like the stigma that you have to. You you have to show how strong you are. You have that machismo is 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 at an all time high on on all ends. Um, is that something that you know? Um, I mean, like I said, if you feel free to discuss because you you're a counselor. Um, <laughs> are, are are you know? Are, are there some 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 notes or some some advice that you could give? You know, especially these young men out here um, that are you know, you know, maybe struggling with just being showing their vulnerability. Um, having that open line of communication with one another. Um, is there like any advice that you could give any of them? Since so, like 
I really appreciate that. Like you're asking about that. It's, it's something that I've seen a lot and dealt uh-huh. with a lot. It, it kind of, it, it's, how do I put it? If men don't address their mental health, it affects women. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Like it just does. And there's no other way to put it like, and it affects everybody else around them. And no matter what gender, who you are, where you come from, like you can only take so much until right. you have to address it. And a lot of people think that like mental health is just something that's like made up. It's like your brain right. can get sick, just like your stomach can. So, Absolutely. and there's only, there's only so much that people can take before they break. And so you have to take care of your emotions. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your energy. Like you said, your peace. Yep. And um, I feel like instead of kind of like telling people or joking about it, if someone, if a guy comes and tells you like, Hey, I'm going through some stuff. Like you just sit there and listen, if you can't offer help, or if you don't feel like you're in the right place to offer advice or, Hey, maybe you should go about it like this, which is what people get trained to do. Right. Just listen and just make sure that people don't feel right. like they're alone. You know, I think when people go through like some mental health crisis, they just feel like they're alone and they can't relate to anybody. So if that person's like, you know what, like I've felt like that before too, they won't feel as weird. And then you guys can talk about it and they'll feel better because they know that they're not the only ones going through it, you know? Right. Like I just, man, like that's, ah, man, that's been, that's one of the things, man. Like I, I learned early. I can say this, you know, from personal experience, I learned early to like kind of share my feelings regardless of like how, how we viewed it. Um, Cause my mom and dad, they both went to counselors um, and, you know, they both talked to people, you know, and I mean, my family, we have a, um, the males, actually the male side, they have, a, we have a history of, of both manic depression and bipolar. So, you know, it's one of those things like you need to make sure that you talk about it. You make sure you tell how you feel, where you feel mentally. Like I've been fortunate because I mean, I haven't really been affected by it, but my dad's affected by both. Um, and so, you know, to see, you know, see a man that you look up to so much, you know, suffer from this mental illness and, you know, not really knowing what to do to help him. How to uh, help. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just don't know, you know, and a lot of times, you know, counselor, like you just got to listen to him. Sometimes he wants to talk. And I mean, since you're his son, you know, you're the closest thing he has to a confidant at this point, because some like, you know, because a lot of times, you know, he didn't want to share with my mom how he's really feeling or whatever. So I would just sit there and listen, man, and to hear how heavy, you know, how heavy, you know, the weight feels on the shoulders. It, it's something crazy. Um, and I think I, I will never forget what my daddy said to me, man. And it, it changed everything for me in terms of my views of mental illness, because, again, I didn't know. I was like, oh, man, daddy, you just, you know, just got to be positive. You just got to be positive. And he told me straight to my face, he goes, I want to be positive, baby, but it's like I'm trapped in my own mind. It's like I'm trapped in a cell in my own mind. And in my heart, I shake to get out. I can't get out. Like, what? Yeah, it's pretty wild because um, it's if, if you don't take care of like what's going on up here and if you don't get it out, like you won't ever be able to fix anything. No, man. Like sometimes it like I like to think about it as you have this big ball of yarn that's just all like mixed up with different. Yep. Once you talk about it, it starts kind of organizing itself. And Absolutely. once you kind of start, like not internalizing, you externalize. Okay, these are my issues. You might right. be able to objectively, and you might be able to like put yourself in their shoes. Right. And like okay, why they feel like they can't talk to so and so, or why they feel like right. So sometimes just listening helps so much. Like you have no idea. If you just sit there and listen, it just helps. Listen. And you learn a little something, man. And I think I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think 
I mean, I feel bad saying it, but I feel like I mean, we're in a day of day and age where everyone is so opinionated. Everyone has something to say about everything. Everyone has judgment to pass on somebody for whatever. Everyone feels like what they have to say is just as important as anyone else. I blame a lot of that on social media because everyone feels like they have a platform and everyone feels like they're like pseudo famous enough to speak on whatever, whatever. But I also do like the fact that people talk so much. Using that talk and using that dialogue, I feel like this is the best time of all times to normal, like for the normalization of dialogue, to be able to sit down and listen to somebody, have them listen to you, to be able to hear hear somebody's point. Um, you know, I I think, you know, I I think there should be a huge normalization in terms of the deciphering of hearing versus listening. Um, I hear a lot of people. There's only a few that I actually take time to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's facts. Um, but I mean, I feel like you do a good job of of, of doing that. Um, you know, the 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 breaking down of barriers for other people. You know, I mean, and again, a lot of that's just you know, um, you automatically are diffusing just because you're a welcoming, you know, welcoming face, welcoming heart. Um, so that diffuses a lot of people. That breaks down a lot of people's defenses and gives them an opportunity to kind of relax. Like, all right, I feel like I know this girl. I feel like I can talk to her. It's easily identifiable. Can identify with a person that way. Secondly, because you can break down their defenses, you know, just you know, just initially just by by being nice, then there's this opportunity to listen versus hear. Um, and I think I think you do a good a a, a good job. I mean, from the few times I've ha- actually watched you interact with people, you you do a really good job because you do it with me. I literally watch you hearing and then immediately go from hearing to listening to what I'm saying, um, which is it's huge. But to see you do it with another person, like I mean, obviously, I mean, I can be proud. I'm proud of all my people, but I mean, it's always it's always super super dope to see somebody doing that. You know, that doesn't necessarily have to, but you but making that conscious effort and our choice. To listen to someone, um, yeah, and, and again, like you, you're one of the best at it, um, which in turn makes those people around you, you know, kind of follow suit. Um, again, ha- have you just has like, I mean, and again, I, I'm gonna say this because I don't think a lot. Some people may view it this way, but I, I, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge believer in this. I believe listening to a person is a skill. Um, and it's honed over time. Some people are born born with it, but it's something. It's it's a skill that one can acquire and perfect. You know, if if actually time is put into it. Um, has that been like a, a skill that you've always had, or is that some skill that you've really had to work on, like really listening to what people have to say, or is this kind of like a nurturing thing that you've just always had? I feel like I feel like naturally I'm nurturing. I think that over time I've had to build the skill of listening. Um, and I think that had to happen once I realized that like sometimes if I, so it kind of happened when, uh, let's say a couple of arguments with family members here and there, or yeah. arguments happen with people, no matter what, like, no matter what, no matter who you talk to, you're going to have, you're going to have an argument, you know, like that's just human nature. Yeah. You're going to have a disagreement. So I feel like once they started kind of getting in the way and like my temper would kind of blind me, I wouldn't see the message behind what they were saying right and it's not always sometimes that some said like things that people do or they don't do or they don't say is the real message and so you know some if like let's just say if somebody is telling you something that hurt them it's like 
there's also something else behind that. And it's something right. that you're doing. You have to change that. Right. And so I feel like having like learning to listen and put it in different, a different perspective, or even just talking to somebody else about it, but like not mentioning names or nothing, but just kind of like talking about the issue, getting their perspective helps you learn to see it in three, four different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean, and put it in context. You can't just like take what you believe in and then put it, you have to like take it. Okay. What have they been through? Yeah. What are we in right now? And I, like, then you can understand why they're doing what they're doing, saying what they're saying, and then you can actually help. I feel that because that that's always been a kind of a problem. Mine is just really projecting my feelings onto another person without really giving them an opportunity to explain themselves. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm really old school in my way of thinking sometimes, man, with people just because I'm like, you know what, man, we all have the same 24 hours. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, a lot of times if I don't get it, I automatically kind of shut off. And I'm willing to admit that. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something that you know that over the years I, I've tried to get better at. Um, again, I'm fortunate. I, I, I feel like any, any, any male, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, that is a hard headed dude like myself. <laughs> the best thing for you is to be around like strong females that are willing to tell you how they feel strong people that are willing to tell you, Hey, this is how we feel. And just being able to sit down, keep your mouth shut and listen. I work, I work with these cheer girls every day, all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, have, I have all your, my female lifters every day, all day. You know what I'm saying? My female, my female bodybuilders and fitness girls every day, all day. And just listening over and over and over. And, and the cool thing about being with, with, you know, female athletes is they, you just, there's, there's a, there's a certain level of confidence that you guys have. It's just like, hey, this is how I feel. These are the these are the facts. This is what I need. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And you know, you're my coach. I love you to death, but you're my tool to get there. And mm-hmm. so there's this, there's a, there's you know, there's this level of respect, but at the same time, there's this this level of like, hey, man, I need your help, and this is how we need to get there. Let's do it together. You know, you have an opportunity to listen, and and really be, you know, you know have your sympathies and your empathies and sometimes your, your apathies. It's just like, I, right, you know what, man, you just, no, that's no, no. Just full of it. <laughs> Get out of here. But then, but, but then a lot of times it's like, you know what, man, you got to care. And I think the biggest thing that's happened for me being around females so much is it, it, it breaks your heart over and over and over and over and it softens your heart. So, you know, you, you tend to be more understanding. You tend to listen twice as much as you speak and honestly man you fall in love with the process of making them you know helping them be the best version of themselves and you know there's nothing like seeing somebody that you envision them doing well and them exceeding your expectations um and so you as a as a just as a hard-headed man i'm like yo i'm addicted to that feeling that's (laughs) one that's one feeling that i i will i will I will go to my grave trying to replicate over and over and over. It's trying to see, I mean, my guys, it is what it is. I know that feeling, but I, I will never know what it's like to be a female going out there and just crushing whatever goal that I wanted to, to crush, knowing the, you know, the unsurmountable pressures that you guys are under, you know, at all times, you know, knowing that there is this, you know, this unspoken yet super, super tangible glass ceiling that you guys have to try to break through every single time, you know, and, and so for me, I'm like, you know what, man, L- let me help them as much as I can, you know, as much as they'll allow me to do and, and, and try to help them get to this, you know, this dope ass point. And so again, 
leaning into, you know, kind of what you're saying about, you know, just being able to listen and leaning into what you're saying in terms of, you know, you know, realizing that, that their journey and your journey are two different things altogether. Um, and you never know what they're going through. I, I completely identify with that resonates with me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm trying not to talk so much. I have a million questions that just keep through our podcast. I like it. Oh man. I mean, that's, this is what I do, right? I do this. Um, so, so far, um, I, you know, I, I will ask you this, man, because I know you don't just lift and I know that you don't just go to the beach and, and go kick it with family to get away. What, you know, and what's 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 some some just some ill stuff about you that people don't know that, you know, that they're like, oh, crap, I I like that, too. Like, you know, what what are some what are some 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 don't knows that people don't know about jazz that you would like for people to know? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just such an open book. I think that's pretty much it. Yes, sir. Podcast going pretty good so far, right? Right. Now, this particular portion is going to be brought to you by Virus International. Dude, some of the dopest performance wear in the game. I got all the stuff from shorts to leggings to shirts to sweats. They got it all. Hats, socks, Hey, they even got singles. So, if you want to raise your game up a little bit, it might be time to go to Virus. Now, you can go to Virus a few different ways, okay? Number one, you can always go to virusinternational.com. Right there, V-I-R-U-S-I-N-T-L.com. Boom, and you'll be right there. Or, you can always go to Virus on IG. Just type that in, and guess what? You're going to find them. Or, you can go to ellismclean.com. I said that right? No, I didn't. EllisMcClain.com. And you'll be able to go to the bottom of the page, and there'll be a link there that links you to virus. Now, and again, if you want to save some money, just use the code Let's Eat 10, 10% off at the end of checkout. Boom, you're good to go. Help your boy out. Virus. You know what it is. Let's get back to the show. I I don't know. I, I have to think about it. Like what what are you what lines are you trying to I don't know. I'm asking you, cuz like, you know, like okay, for me, example, people don't know, I collect license plates. That's my thing. Oh, yeah. I love I love collecting license plates. You know what I mean? I love <laughs> I love eating snacks. I love reviewing snacks because I'm I was getting fat. I had to chill on the, the snack roots. Trust me, after Natch, these bootleg reviews are gonna go crazy. Oh Lord. Okay. So I guess my thing would be, I just, I'm, it's, a, it's such a weird, don't judge. I feel like people won't judge because people do it too, but I'm into all that like creepy, crawly, like serial killer shows. Like I like to learn about serial killers. I wanted to be like a forensic psychologist. Like when I was like in middle school, I was like, yeah, I want to be like the person that like interviews all these killers and like find out why and like why they do it. And, and I'm still like that. If I find those like creepy movies, like, What's that one? Um, like unsolved mystery, uh, like unsolved mysteries, and all that kind of stuff. Like, you like that? Yeah, unsolved mysteries, like the other one about uh, the killer in California. I can't think oh, right. Oh God, I can't do that. I don't hey. know. Yeah, I just I like all the why, like the Jeffrey Dahmer, the all that. Stuff. I don't know why. Well, can, you know what I do. You know what I do like. I I kind of agree with you a little bit. I don't necessarily like maybe what they did, but I always, uh, oh gosh. I'm so curious though, like how I, they, the, the power of their influence, like how 
how did they like how did they appear so normal yeah able to get away with so much absolutely man like i mean because like i mean how put charlie manson on the shirt you know what i'm saying but i was always fascinated always like, so fascinated as to how his power of persuasion was so nth degree like how were you able to do that um if you were able to do that for evil, imagine that you switched that for, for good. For you know good. I mean? like, yeah. So I'm like, man, let me figure out what old boy does. And again, for me, I guess it's the it's the the mental sciences behind the influence that I guess I like. But as far as the show's like, man, I can't even do it. You know what I mean? Like, what, I was thinking, what if that was me? Or what if that was one of my homeboys? Like, what if that was one of my homegirls? That was one of my people. That was like my mama, my sister. Like, so I always like, I always, me, I just mentally draw the line. But I like, I like facts. So if you give me like, uh, you know, 2,000 facts about Charlie Manson or 2,000 facts about Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm like, sorry, what? He ain't how many brain? What? Like, I'm about yeah. that life. But like, if you, yeah, dude, I, oh man, I, oh God. It's just okay. the all these stuff. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know what it is. I'm like, how many women did he murder? He cut off. Who's what? Like, uh, he- <laughs> Right. Like, okay, so you're in a creepy crawly weirdo shows. <laughs> all right. I love ACDC. I know I love- that. I love ACDC and Oy. I love anything that has recess in it. Oy. Anything, anything. Here's the thing. This is where we differ because I don't like Reese's and people know this. They know I don't like it. I've gone on record saying that, but I'll eat it every now and again. Like if it's a cool combination I've never had. And also I'm not that big of an ACDC fan. Wow. I, it's okay. I, like everything. I literally like everything other than Screamo and like, Death metal, like I listen to literally anything. I roll with anything and, and see, anything. I love both of them. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. That is so weird. <laughs> How about this? Because here, this is something. Uh, because again, I'm 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 super y'all. Okay, so you guys know how it goes. Jazz may not know, but like, so you guys know how it is. Like, I'll let people know. Like, hey, I have so and so coming on, so and so coming on. You know what I mean? Like, I have like uh, it's a panel for like I want to say like twenty. 25 people. I'm like, hey, man, so I got this person coming on, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, word. Okay, what about this? What about this? And so sometimes, like, like they'll give me ideas to ask for questions, and if I like them, I'll hold on to them. If I, if I don't, I don't. Here's one that one of the girls asked. <laughs> oh, when, did you, when did you figure out that yellow was your color? Oh, um, I just think when someone told me that yellow looks good on me because my personality matched it like the vibrancy and the energy the energy and yeah. just just the vibe of yellow and i was so, like i give the vibe of yellow are you serious so is, is yellow your favorite color or is that your favorite color to wear well i think it secretly is because i have a pair of yellow shoes that i just refuse to take off and now that i have yellow leggings i just want to wear them every day and i just don't because i feel like people would think i don't wash them um, I, I think don't. I like the pastel colors. I like the pastel yellow, the pastel Facts. pink. Uh, like, I haven't done my nails in forever, but they're like pastel pink. You see that? Girl, that looks the, like my toes right now. The I know. I seen them. Bro, I was, no, here's the thing. I was supposed to. I was supposed to go get my pedicure today, but I was in there get my the truck. Get my truck, man. With a truck that's so big, you ain't got no business having a truck that big. Calm down, dude. <laughs> Listen, that's not even my biggest. The biggest truck I had, I used to have an excursion. That mm-hmm. had a had an excursion with a ten inch lift. You know what I'm saying? The twenty twos. Or what? <laughs> or any. Listen, you drive a truck that big, you can do whatever you want. West Texas, <laughs> West Texas. Let's go. Oh, um, okay, I'll ask. You, I'm gonna ask you this because I mean, I um, 
I, I, I'll ask you this, and then we'll get to the, the questions, and we'll get out of your hair. Um, so, really, like, this, you know, I mean, obviously, I love you, and I appreciate you. You know what I mean? And, and you mean the world to me. Um, and it's it's weird, you know, it's weird for me as, as, you know, as a coach to, like, to really, like, you know, it's easy to put into words how a person, like, how, how you feel about a person, how much they mean to you, but then, like, you know, when you start, like, when you watch their evolution and everything, he's like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, all you guys, you guys mean so, so much to me, you know what I mean? And, and you know, it's, it's weird that, you know, I try to, even with the program and everything, like daily check-ins, all that stuff, I try to make sure that I load my morning down as much as possible so I get everything done in the morning so I can have my afternoons free so I can answer any questions for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because I, 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 you know, it sucks, you know, because sometimes you don't get a chance to sleep, but then you get a chance to communicate. So, I mean, so I mean, you know, you mess me all times a day. I'm like, yeah, this, 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 this. Um, so this journey, this so far for me, this journey's been dope, man. And you know, and I guess I, I guess, I guess I'm just starting to like the thankful session. But so far, man, like what, what is this like? Really, what does this lifting stuff mean to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like from the like, and I mean, I'm not asking. Like, you don't have to be super deep or anything, man. But like, but like, you know, from where you started, right, point A to where you are right now. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even to B yet. Like. Like, what does it mean to you? What does this journey mean to you so far? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I like that question. I think, like, so when I answered the question before about when I kind of got my self-esteem, I think uh-huh. bottom line is that powerlifting saved me from so much, from so much damage I could have done to myself. Fact. Just not necessarily needing to do that damage. It's just like, it's weird. I don't say I'm addicted to it, but it's like when people are at that, point in their life where they look for something to fill them up right they choose wrong stuff and i was on that path of choosing like the wrong stuff right when i found this it like just made my heart so full and i just want to keep going as much as i can and like absolutely you and other people on the team have inspired me to just try and start giving back and not be necessarily as like selfish as some other people can get right so i just think that's really bottom line that's what it is and then now you know starting with honorable community powerlifting trying to just get people to have a bigger community all over texas like have people be like i want to go try that out like that gym out and oh they don't have to worry about not knowing people because there's right. people. and then the more people you talk to in powerlifting the more you realize that it's also something that has saved them from so mm-hmm. much so i think that's the biggest thing for me it saved me from so much self-destruction i'm with that i like that a lot i like that a lot that's good. That's good. I um, dang, that's good. Don't start crying. You go. You no, I'm not crying. I was trying to think of like, I mean, I was trying to think of a follow up. Like, I just, you know, I mean, huh? Here, I mean, yeah, dude, I was a, I was a, I think that was the the most emo I've been, and I kept tears in because I like, you know, still got a job to do. Um, <laughs> no wonder you were acting all weird. <laughs> I. I'm the biggest crybaby man, but like I knew that we had a job to do. We had to finish, you know what I'm saying? And for me, you know, again, a lot of it's just example. Like, you know what? I can't act like the job is finished, you know? So you can't act like the job is finished. I'm like, all right, cool. We did well. Now it's time to move on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, um, 
I'm a firm believer in momentum, man, and I feel like we're at a good place in terms of building momentum. So I want to keep that momentum going. So it's cool. We'll celebrate for like, you know what I'm saying, 2.5 seconds. Then, all right, it's, it's back to work because mm-hmm. um, the bench isn't where we need to be. And for me, I'm like anything less, anything less than, you know, nine for nine, I feel like I didn't do my job as a coach. So, you know, I'm like, I, I got work I got to do. So obviously I went back with every attempt, like, all right, I can do better with this. I can do better with that. I can do better with this. I can do better with that. Um, we got to work on this. We got to work on that. Okay. So in this part of the calendar, we're going to work on this and that. Um, so for me, like the job's not finished, you know, especially as a coach, um, I have to, I mean, for me, anything less than perfection is, is my job. I didn't do my job. My job is to make sure that you hit every attempt and, and by you not doing that, I'm like, all right, I have holes in my game. I got to work on that. Um, so yeah, bench is getting there, bench is getting there. We're working yeah. on it. So <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of the work that you, you put together. I'm proud of the work that we've been able to amass in the time we were able to do it. Um, you know, and it's crazy. Um, I feel like, shit, I feel like we could do a, a meet this this weekend and, and, and eclipse all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that the whole idea behind it is to make sure that you're just in the best mental space possible. And I think for me, that's been my biggest goal with you is not necessarily the strength, because I feel like if you're there mentally, the strength's going to follow every single time. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it's been, for me, it's been fun. And I guess people that are listening and watching, they're just, really, it's not even like, a, you know, for those that don't know who Jazz is, you're getting a chance to know who she is. And for those people that know who she is, you're just getting a chance to see pretty much, I guess, how our relationship is in terms of the, the dialogue that we have. Yeah. Because um, we do talk a lot, I guess. And we do... Oh, we, Spam your phone. <laughs> yeah, dude, we have, like, we, I mean, honestly... Pretty much all my people, man, they can just be hitting me up at all times of night. Again, part of me, I put Scarface through so much hell because Scarface will hit me at one o'clock like it's nothing. Because oh, I know you're, I know you're up, I know you're probably up looking at the Japanese lifter. So I'm like, damn, Scarface, I at least want to get a nap in before they start. Like, yeah. but it, you know what I mean? But it's cool that I have people, you know, that 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 just feel that open with me. You know, I'm like, hey, just hit me whenever, you know, come because that's maybe when your time. Um. But I, I've, I've been very, very fortunate, man, to be a part of your journey up to this point, man. And I'm so excited for this next half. You know what I mean? It's cool. It's cool to, to bang on the boys on the local level, man. But it's it's another it's another beast to bang on them on the national level. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you, you know. And, and I, I feel in my heart of hearts that you're going to be a champion. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I need to do my job to prep you for that in every way possible. You know, and I feel like that with with Every freaking one of my people, I feel like every one of my people are going to be a champion. It doesn't matter if it's local level. It doesn't matter if it's national level. It doesn't matter if it's international. I feel like every one of my people have the ability and the capability to be a champion. I mean, and you might be able to, you know, you might be the champion of, of that meet. You might be the champion of that flight. You might be the champion of your PRs. But I believe everyone has the opportunity to be their best version. And if your best version is better than other, other people's best version, guess what? Then your best version is the winner. Um, I just, I really... Mm-hmm. I just really need people to know that, you know, you got to be just as excited and just as, as confident in your in your lifter's ability as you are in, you know, in your coaching ability. And I mean, I, I feel like I I feel like I, I take on your form when I'm out there, man. I just I feel I just feel super confident, you know, what I'm saying when you're out there lifting. So I uh, I'm excited to take this to, to Daytona and, and, and put oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and we'll hit some <laughs> Hit some tips, hit some PRs, open some eyes up, you know what I'm saying? And and, and 
you know, get you get you that respect I feel like you so rightfully deserve. Um now we're gonna get to the good part, man. This is my favorite part. This is where we get to find out about, you know, where their heads at. So everyone knows we have the Rushmore. Everyone knows that we have people's top four. There's people that hate on it, like Rushmore was taken from a suit. Man, I don't care about all that. Okay. I don't care about all that. The Rushmore, it's symbolic of a top four. So you can take your PC. Stick it where the sun don't shine. Top four powerlifters or top four anything. Your top four anything. You know what? You we do like Amanda. Shout out Amanda. Because Amanda just does Amanda did what Amanda wanted to do. Amanda did two rushmores. So you can have a personal rushmore, you can have a powerlifting rushmore. Or you can have a powerlifting okay. new school or a powerlifting old school. You can have two rushmores. All right. I'll do I'll- the rush more of my life and then I'll do the rush more of powerlifting for me. All right, it- rush more of your life, go. Yeah, rush more of my life for sure. Number one has got to be my mama. My Already. mom, my mom's, yeah, like she is the definition of strong mentally, emotionally. Like I just try and take form uh of my mom with whatever I with whatever I try to do. Uh to just be as like strong. Obviously take breaks, ask for help, but you know, she yeah modeled and like molded the person I became uh Mount Rushmore on my personal level too has got to be my grandma <laughs> my grandma for sure is my mom's mom my maternal grandma she has been through a lot man she's been through a lot and she's still there and she's still standing she's still fighting that woman is really strong as well and uh, I'm gonna make it I'm going to make it all women. Another one, um, I've already mentioned Tess before. She is just incredibly strong, brave, courageous, and she's inspired me in so many ways to be open and ask for help. I hate asking for help, but because of her, now I ask for help. And so she's just been a really big and positive impact in my life, and I'm just, like, blessed to be able to, like, live with her and be with her all the time. Um, Mount Rushmore, number four. Hmm. Mm, number four. Number four. Number four. Man, I gotta really think. I said it was gonna be all women. It's all good. It's tough. It's tough. There's so many people. There so is. Many- there is. I think uh, Mount Rushmore number four in my personal life. It's weird. It's got. It's got to be this one. This one professor that I had. This one professor that I had believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I think that really changed, that really changed my trajectory. She, uh, Dr. Kate Houston, I'll never forget. She is a cognitive psychologist and she really honestly had helped me. And I feel bad for dropping out of the PhD program, but she really was the one who like believed in me when like literally I was like, I can't do this. She was like, no, you can, you can do this. She took me to so many presentations, like really put me on like the research area and just got me connected with so many people, helped me get in and like I'll always be grateful for her. She just really was the one who believed in me more than I ever could in my life. So it's gotta be her. Um, Mount Rushmore and powerlifting. Obviously, coach, you're number one. Obviously. Oh, I don't want that. I'll be getting that. I know you don't, but I don't care. It's my it's my podcast right now. <laughs> my bad. That's on me. No, number one, number one. Yeah, it's got to be you. Um, I think because you kind of you put on the idea of just building a community and having people like be there for each other. Um, kind of like I was just already trying to do, but I think like it really just you molded that, and then you also molded so much like 
just confidence and like perseverance, but also like self-love, but also being selfless. Like I was talking to you earlier, you were like, nah, I gotta get, I have to get my people right. I can't think about me first. It's, that's just like so much for me. Cause not a lot of coaches can be like that. Like they really can't. Some coaches won't answer because they're like, nah, my time is more important, but you're the other way around. So that's why you're number one. And you're also, you can also bench like 415 for I don't know how many reps with your feet up on the bench. Like that's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> you can 700 like any week of the day and deadlift seven 750 any week of the day. Like just throw it on the bar. You can do it. Uh, so you're number one. Number two, uh, just because she is, I think she's considered the GOAT of like female powerlifting is probably, for me, is Kim Wofford. Absolutely. Oh, she's, for me, is Kim Wofford. Like she's just, Anytime she posts is just literally like just grit, perseverance, hard work, like even just pushing at whatever age she's at. She does not care. She's been lifting for like 30 plus years. So the fact that she's been doing it for that long, like that alone is just queen shit like that's queen. So she is number two. Uh, Number three for me has got to be. I mean, I haven't really been in it for so long. I'm still learning so many people. Uh, Amanda Lawrence. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Every time you go to open IPF and you put like number one in the world, mixed gender, she's number one on top of yeah. all the guys, top of all the dudes. She is number one. Hey, man is, man is cold, boy. She's cold. She's cold. What the hell? And she's so sweet. And she's so she she's so sweet. And so I I just think just because of that, like she just is the perfect example of like you can be strong stronger Absolutely. than all. Shout out Amanda. <laughs> Shout out my girl. <laughs> you can be stronger than all the boys and look and do it looking good, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So she's number three. Number four for me. Um personally. I just really have to just give it to man. You put me on the spot. Girl, you knew about this early. What are you talking about? I know, I know. I just didn't give it much thought. I didn't give it much. Ah. No, I didn't give it much thought. I just have so many people to choose from. I have so many people to choose from. That's the best part about it, man. You have right? options. You have options. I don't know. Like for me, it's just. I think perseverance is just number one. You know. Yeah. I mean, so that list you got. I mean. You got moms, you got grandma, you got Tess, Professor Houston, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got Kim Wofford, you got Amanda. You, listen, you can take me off and you have you have two spots. I ain't gonna take you off. I don't know what you're thinking. Listen, I'm trying to make it easier on you. Cause... Well, look, all right. I don't think this is biased because I think, you know, he's young, he's crazy strong. He's also putting Mexicans out on the map. I gotta say, Jesus Olivares. Like, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you put that. You can put Jesus on there. I know. I know. I know. I just like he has so much potential still. Yeah. And like, I don't know why it was crazy. I told him about this too when we were in Houston. I like had a, a dream that like both of us were at like IPF. Yeah. For our, I guess our first time because he's well, I don't know if he's been yet or not. But like, I think in the open class he hasn't been yet. And we were just both repping the flag, like just standing next to each other, repping the flag, like just having yeah. fun competing. And, putting it out there so i just i don't know what dream that came from or what but it's just like i guess it's the pride i don't know Uh, i gotta put it on my mount rushmore just because of that pride (laughs) that's what's up like that's what's up like i i i'm down with that i like that ah man that's a good that's you got a solid double list man (laughs) 
All right. You know, I'm not even going to debate any of this. I mean, except for me, but whatever. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, dude, I... Jesus is cold, man. He's cold. He's only 22. <laughs> Amanda, she's nasty with it. Kim is, you know, that's crazy. Kim's like a year older than me and just murdering. <laughs> crazy. So yeah, like, I could have called it quits a long time ago. She's like, nope, nope. Yeah, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Kim is, Kim is forever the queen, man. And, you know, I mean, dude, shout out to Kim. You know, I get, dude, I need to get her on the podcast. I get I get another goat. I get Jim Walford. I mean, Jim Walford, Jim Thompson. I get to talk to her in a few days. So I'm like, what? Bro, I ain't even going to be able to speak, dude. Ooh, man. Fun fact, Jen Thompson was my first crush, my first powerlifting crush. I was like, no! Yes, <laughs> Lord. I was like, who is that girl? Like, that ain't no girl. That's a lady. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she's married. She got two kids. What? I quit. But yeah, man. Um, I think, I, for me, the cool thing is that your lists are so female heavy. Um, and that speaks volumes about the growth of the sport. Um, that speaks, speaks volumes of the respect uh, that's garnered by this female athlete. Um, increasingly, you know, um, it's just the growth is just insane. Um, it's such a, 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 it's not new, but it's such the, the growth, especially in the raw division of the female categories are so just through the roof. I mean, and I mean, the numbers just keep growing and, the numbers keep growing. I just, I'm excited, man, and I and I feel like you're part of that new wave of just super athletes that are you know that are rushing the USAPL, rushing the IPF, rushing powerlifting in general, and just just moving the chains forward. Um, so it's cool, man. I mean, I feel like I think that's the the, the best part about being a coach is like you know, especially if you've lifted and you've competed, now you get a chance to like I right, kind of look like low key phase out, and as you phase yourself out as an athlete, you start bringing more people in as a coach, and it's about spreading that knowledge. Um, I mean, while I'm not dead yet, you know what I'm saying? Like I I feel like <laughs> if I stop, if I stop right now, I'll be I'd be I mean I'd be like I got a few little I got some left, but. I uh it, it, it's cool to kind of watch like this new crop of people coming in. Um, but at the same time, I do miss the days of old when it was about the honor of the sport, when it was about the, you know, the the fellowship, you know, and just the just the fun of it, you know, and it wasn't about how much following you had or, you know, the clout that you could acquire from being on a person's page or whatever. So, you know, I feel lucky that I have an opportunity to you know, to have my own crop of people that, that really echo that idea of like, you know what I mean? It's cool if you follow. If you don't, it's all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to keep moving this. You know, we can keep treating people like equals. And we're going to keep keep moving this weight. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about treating people right. It's about, you know, you know, propelling the sport forward. It's about, you know, showing some love. And then at the same time, moving as many kilos as you can. And you're a prime mm-hmm. example of that. Now, I just gave you as much stall time as one needs to get to the final part of the tradition here at circle about this all week. <laughs> so, so this is how it works. Those that don't know, you're gonna know. At the end of every podcast, I tell my guests, <laughs> if I found you in an alley, 
I hold a gun to you. Like the only way you're gonna get out of this alley is you got to be able to recite 15 seconds worth of a song, or a, or a show tune, or rap. 15 seconds word for word. If you don't do that, you're not making it out alive. Could you make it out of the alley alive? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what what's your song gonna be then? My choice of poison is Jay Z. I've that's, been in love with. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Oh my gosh. You said it's one of your favorite songs too. I said you gotta rap. Yes. We don't want to. All right. I am going to. The clock is right here. I need to start putting a real clock up so people can really see it. All right. You let me know when you're ready. I'm gonna just play it really low in the background because I'm. Oh, still you're cheating. I'm not cheating. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do it. I'll do right, it. No, you got it. Go ahead. It's on you. When you start. All right, you ready? You ready? Yeah. All right, go. I said, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me the CEO of the R-O-C. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I'll be the music biz number one supplier. Flyer than the piece of paper, bear my name. I got the hottest chick in the game. Wear my chain, that's right, ho. <laughs> Not DOC, but similar to the letters, no one could do it better. I checked cheddar like a food inspector. My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast. So that's what I'm gonna do. Take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward the jewels of the necklace. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect us. Shoot at you actors like movie directors. Well done, well done. <laughs> That is the greatest freaking song recital we have had ever. I don't care what people say. I don't care what Six Pack says. That was that one. Six Pack gonna be mad. You can't say that. Six Pack did a full video and song and everything, but does not touch Jay Z. Oh my gosh. That song is so hype. That song is just so hype. I put it on every time I try to like PR. Every time. <laughs> no one touches Hove. No one. I'm sorry. No one. <laughs> I, gotta get, I gotta drink my water on that, man. Y'all don't understand what kind of game you think this is. No one touches <laughs> Hove. No one. Ah, mm. oh, gum. I'm I'm hyped now. I might go outside and do some freaking lunges. <laughs> you said lunch. Yeah, man. Like, well, today's my off day, so I'm like, man, I'm just yours too. Actually, it's boring. <laughs> actually, I gotta get. Yeah, it is. I got. Actually, I'm gonna get on the bike and ride the bike for an hour, and then just play some COD, whatever. That's how it's. It's an hour, man. What am I gonna do? But listen, I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna let you get off this thing. I, you, all right. You know how much I love you. You know how much you mean to me. Um, like I don't even. I can I can honestly say I don't think that I could be blessed with a, just a, a more amazing person in my life, a more amazing athlete. Um, you know, for those of you that believe in prayer, awesome. For those of you that don't, awesome. But I mean, I'm a firm a firm believer in prayer, man, and I I pray constantly, you know, for for athletes that that can can buy into what I'm saying. You know, I pray that you know that my my words aren't mixed, and that you know that what I'm doing is 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 saturated in wisdom. That I try to do it in the most you know 
in the most accepting and, and understanding way possible. And they understand it, you know, even when I mean, even when I'm pushing them, it comes out of love. Um, that they're, they're understanding of that. And you're a prime example of that. Um, you know, and I think more than anything, I've always prayed that, you know, that I'd be blessed with athletes that'll hold me accountable, which you definitely do. You do that. You keep me on my, 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 my P's and Q's. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I've been very, very fortunate to, you know, to be a part of this process, man. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're coming up on a year, you know, soon and very soon. And, you know, I mean, we made a, we made a lot of progress and I cannot wait to see what's on the other side of that mountain. Um, this, this Nats coming up in June is just an introduction of what these people are about to see. And, you know what I mean? Like, It'll be that first time actually seeing Jazz do her thing live, but it won't be the last. And that's the thing I'm most excited for. Um, you know, I mean, my first Nats, I it was just me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I didn't have a crew. I didn't have a coach. It was just me and a bunch of just programs that I downloaded and just hoped that they work. And I, I wish – I wish – I wish for everyone, and and I'm not saying this to sound like weird, but I wish that you know I wish that I would have had a coach that believed in me as much as I believe in you, like for sure. I wish I would have had a crew that had my back, like the family has yours, and and I think that I think that you're about to do something amazing. Um, I feel like going in, it's for you, it's like cheating because you're literally gonna come in with the a gang of people, you know, rooting for you to rock. You know what I mean? And I think that's. There's something, you know, you're you're literally gonna set the tone for the rest of us. You're starting off nationals for the fam, and then I'm gonna try to continue it, and then Derek's gonna try to close it out. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So I think it's 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 awesome that you know we get to run this race together, man. You know, to go from, you know, you know, working on your competitions, you know what I mean, to you know, being on the same comp with you, man. I'm excited about this. You know, we got we got some work to do. Um obviously. If you have any closing words, the floor is yours. Is there anything you want to say to people? Anything, any last words, anything you want to give? No, you say you're so grateful for me, but I'm grateful for you. Nah, man, it ain't about me right now. It's about you. That's all it is. I just really hope like like this kind of puts people onto what a coach and athlete relationship should be like. I appreciate that. That means a lot. That really does. It, it's, it seriously means a lot, man. I am um, like, I, I, I'm excited you know what I mean? If if I'm excited to to I'm just excited to see like what the future holds for you, man. It's just it's crazy. Um yes. ah it's not on me, it's about you. So question social medias, where can people find you? Just on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> Everyone got these TikToks and I don't know what else. <laughs> I mean, I mean you could always do a TikTok, whatever. I mean, you you know that's what IG is for. Yeah, I guess you can do the reels or whatever. Yeah. So is this so is this is this jazz lifts or six nine at all of them? Yeah, just not Facebook. Facebook's my real name, but everyone knows. Okay. Me. Yeah. And then um, plug the HC powerlifting man. Plug that too. HC dot powerlifting. Follow it, especially right. from Texas. You want to get connected. Get with us. We're going to do an event in April in Houston, so we're going to be back out there. So if anybody can drive to Houston and be at Texas Elite, go ahead and do so. We're going to have one bomb-ass workout. That's a bet. Let me see if we mm-hmm. can't get y'all linked up at H. It's uh, at the SB2. That's what I said. Um, 
Actually, yeah, we go. Let's look at like looking the planet getting a little event popping off at uh Streamville too, because I gotta. <gasps> yup, I got something I wanna do anyway. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know me. Now you know her, Jazzy, my girl. You are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Thank you so much for being on this <laughs> podcast. If you need me, you know where I'm at. I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's it. All right, we out. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you like what you saw, like what you heard, if you're on YouTube, make sure you go like, you comment, subscribe, make sure you tell as many people as you can. I'm trying to blow this bad boy up. If you're on the, any of the other forms of media, obviously just make sure you subscribe, tell as many people as you can. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, if you are in need of coaching, um, clothes, um, nutrition, um, swag. You can always go to my website, ellismcclain.com, and we will take care of all your needs, right? We got it all. Hey, that's what it's about. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening and subscribing and commenting and just making this thing blow up as much as it has been. Let's keep it rolling. Appreciate you guys very much.